to the Caps Locks and Chair Shots podcast with your host, Ed Burkeen. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, whatever, and wherever you may be listening to us, you have your ears locked in to the Caps Locks and Chair Shots podcast. We are back and better than ever. Joining me as always are my co-hosts, Daddy Bananas and Jaime. Say hi, guys. What's up? Hey, what's up, everybody? All right. In this new season, we're going to do something just a little bit special. Instead of covering what is now in wrestling, we're going to cover everything else and wrestling. We're going to call this our BLT and E season. Brackets, lists, tournaments, and everything else we want to talk about. We're still going to be focused around professional wrestling, but we're going to have brackets on various other things, including next week's episode where, or I'm sorry, the next episode where Dan and I are going to break down historical matchups fantasy-wise for professional baseball teams from around the history of the sport. Just to bring you that stuff that you're not going to be missing due to opening day being delayed because of that fear virus. All right, guys. Today we are going to do a 64 wrestler bracket to crown who is the best professional wrestler of all time. I've broken the bracket into four regions of 16 wrestlers apiece. The Vincent Kennedy McMahon bracket, which features superstars from the Attitude Era. The Sam Munchnik bracket, the golden age of wrestling. The Eric Bischoff bracket, which includes everybody from the Ruthless Aggression Era. And the Paul Heyman bracket stars of today now i am going to give you a wrestler and the year in which they are wrestling you are only to consider the wrestler in that year for example stone cold steve austin you only consider him for what he did in 1998 we're going to go single elimination one fall to a finish to determine who will be the champion and best wrestler of all time after the second round we're going to have a little bit of a break so the guys can rip me apart on the people who I forgot. Are we ready to get underway, gentlemen? Sure. All right. Let's start. We are going to start in the Vincent Kennedy McMahon bracket. And our first matchup, and I think I already know how this one's going to turn out. We're going to go Stone Cold Steve Austin versus X-Pac. The only way Xbox gonna advance in that bracket is if it's Austin that gets stunned. <laughs> so you're taking which is never. So you are gonna go with Stone Cold there, right there, Jaime. Yeah, so Stone Cold. And Dan, in, in agreement. Dan. Okay. Yes, 100%. 100%. My bad, I had my, I had the mic muted. Sorry, we're getting back into the flow of this. Cut me some slack here. You yeah, know. it has been almost a year. All right, so our next matchup, 1996 Scott Hall, which is the jump over to WCW, versus 1998 NWO Wolfpack Kevin Nash. Who you got, boys? Oof. I think I got to take the eight seed here. I think it's a close matchup. I think it comes down to the buzzer, but I think Nash takes that one. Nash is actually the ninth seed. Hi, May. Who are you going with? I'm going with Scott Hall because uh, the 1996 Scott Hall, the Scott Hall that jumped over with the 1996 Kevin Nash, I feel like that's the best Scott Hall I've, uh, we've ever got in WCW. And the Wolfpack Kevin Nash isn't as strong as the original NWO Kevin Nash. Fair enough. I when the big boys played. Nah, yeah. Ironically, he made that statement right here in Wheeling, West Virginia. And for that, Kevin Nash moves on. Undertaker, the fifth seed in 1996, takes on Mankind, the 12th seed from 1998. On his build-up to winning the WWF Championship versus the diab- most diabolical Undertaker we have ever seen. Jaime, who do you got? Um, I'm taking Mankind here, not just because he is the underdog, but that's the event that actually shifted the attitude era. Danny? I am with Jaime. We have our first huge upset. Oh, 5-12s. You always got to be careful of the 5-12 matchups in the tourney. All right, 13 seed, Kane, 
1998 versus the four seed Sting in 1997. Danny, you're up. I'm going to go with Sting here. I think this is a runaway. Yeah, I agree with Dan. I don't have to explain. Sting it is. All right, Goldberg, the three seed from the year 2000 versus Booker T, the 14 seed from 2001 when he became a five-time, 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 five-time WCW champion. Who you got? Goldberg over Booker. Even if uh, I'm going with Goldberg because after the fight, the fifth championship of Booker T, he only had one after. This is true. Goldberg, remember, you're only considering Booker T in the year 2001. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. It was also. In the I'm year still going Goldberg. I was gonna say it was also in the year 2001 where you know Stone Cold Steve Austin beat his ass all over the the monkey or the the frog grocery store place. Danny, you also got Goldberg here, bud. No, I don't. I have Booker T. I think 2001 was probably one of the best years for Booker T. And um, I think there is way more better years for 2000 Goldberg. Mm, I think you're wrong. I'm going to go with Goldberg there, bud. That's the thing, guys. If you, All of you that are listening, if it's unanimous between Jaime and Dan, my vote doesn't count. But if it's split, I make the decision because I'm the host here, and that's the perk. Of running the show. All right, guys. Number six seed Triple H in the year 2000 versus Big Show, aka Paul White, aka The Giant, 1995. Um, I'm still going with the 2000 Triple H here because the 1995 Big Show, The Giant, he was more like uh, an enforcer type wrestler than an actual star. Well, he also won his first WCW championship. In 1995, Danny, who you got? Well, it's hands down Triple H. Good answer there, sir. Uh, The seventh seed. Now, mind you, some of these seedings were randomized, and some of them I put where I wanted them. The seventh seed, Shawn Michaels, 1996 versus 1994, ECW, NWA champion. This is for... God and my father's witness, Shane Douglas. Oh, man. I think the seven tendencies are something you got to watch out for, too. And I'm taking Shane Douglas in this one. I'm taking Shawn Michaels. Now, you see, this is where I normally would ask you guys in later rounds to state your cases. I, I, It's in, almost impossible to go up against Shawn Michaels, but... Shane Douglas's promo when he threw down the NWA championship and declared himself the new ECW World Heavyweight Champion may have been the best promo ever written. God, this hurts, but Shane Douglas moves on. A big upset. Shawn Michaels is down. (sighs) All right, last one of the Vince McMahon bracket for round one. The number 15 seed, Taz, circa 1996. Anybody want to guess who the number two seed is? It doesn't matter what your guess is. Because, Dan, you're right. It's The Rock, 1999. We're all in agreement here, right? As good as Taz was. I 100% wish Taz would have went up against anybody else in this bracket. Because I'll tell you what. I think Taz is a... Completely underrated 15 oh. seed. I feel like he should have been a higher seed than 15. Yeah. If it wasn't The Rock and, and number two, he could Taz could have made an upset. But I could I could have made an argument as Taz is a 16 seed against Austin, but I can't against The Rock in 99. He he had a disappointing end to his season, career, whatever you want to call it. I put him as a 15 seed because I thought it'd be interesting, and it was. Let's move on. Let's go to the Sam Butchnick bracket. These are guys from the golden age of wrestling. Going from 1953 to, I think the most recent one is 1992. So, number one seed, anybody want to take a guess? Brother. Yes, Jaime, you coming in strong. Hollywood, Hulk, or I'm sorry, he would be the, he wasn't the immortal here. It's Hulk Hogan. 
1985 Superdome Hulk Hogan slamming Andre the Giant Hulk Hogan versus 1988 I just fought the WWF Championship Ted DiBiase. One versus 16. Is there any chance DiBiase beats Hogan? Absolutely not. No. All right, let's move on. Buddy Rogers. You all know who Buddy Rogers is. 1964 Buddy Rogers versus the first ever Intercontinental Champion Pat Patterson circa 1979. <coughs> we have the original no. Nature Boy versus Pat Patterson. Jaime, who you got? Um, still going Buddy Rogers. Danny? I'm going Pat Pat here. No, it's Buddy Rogers, and it's not even close. This was one of the randomized seating things that I completely disagreed with when I put it into the computer. Uh, Dory Funk, 1968. Versus Ricky Steamboat, 1985. 5-12 matchup. Danny. Um, gotta go Ricky Steamboat. Ooh, really? Steamboat. Re- what? Alright, uh, that was a 5-12 matchup where once again, the 12th seed prevailed. Dory Funk, one of the one of the most well-respected NWA champions, falls. Alright, 13 seed Antonio Anoki, 1984. Versus Bruno San Martino, 1964. 13-4 matchup. Who you got, Dan? Uh, I mean, I think this is hands down a runaway for Bruno. Yeah. As much as Inoki was big in Japan, Bruno was already a bigger megastar. All right. I'm not worldwide. Gonna, I'm not going to tell you guys the seeds on this. Bob Backlund, 1978. Luthez, 1953. I'm going back. Okay. Luthez. Dan, I'm going to educate you here. This was the year Thez won the title and held it for seven years and put the NWA on the map. He was so popular in the days of four TV channels. His workouts were being broadcast when TV was only on six hours a day. Luthez working out was on broadcast television from coast to coast. And you're still going to go with Bob Backlund. I am. I'm going to stick to my guns here. Uh, you're wrong. And I just told you why. <laughs> God, I miss saying that. All right. Terry Funk, the 6th seed, 1975 versus Death the Road, the American Dream, baby. 1982. Jaime, who you got? I think I'm going with Dory. Uh, Dory, sorry. Terry. Terry Funk here. Dan? I am going to go with Dusty Rhodes. We're going to have another upset here. Sorry, Jaime. This is all about Dusty. He's the American doing baby. He he dined with kings and queens and sat and got to donate pork and beans, baby. Was that a year? Was that the nineteen eighty two Dusty? Yes, it was. That was pivotal oh, okay. Dusty Rhodes. Uh, Ron Simmons, the first ever African American NWA champion, nineteen ninety two versus handsome Harley Race, nineteen seventy three. Dan, what's up? <sighs> Damn. Yeah, I know it wasn't. I know it wasn't that year, clearly, but I'm going with Ron Simmons. Hi, May. I'm going with Ron Simmons as well, um, because just because it's monumental. Uh, you know what? I thought we may see an upset there, but I I think you're right. All right, last one, and this is a match that. This is another one of those seating situations. Oh yeah, because it's 1984, Andre the Giant. Not hurt Andre going into WrestleMania 3, but pinnacle Andre, 84, versus 1987. Guess who? Woo! Or, I should I say, guess. Woo! Yeah, it's Ric Flair, 1987. The year I was born. Who you got? Dan. This is one of those ones to where every once in a while... In these big brackets, no. these big tournaments, no, you get a two fifteen upset. No, I may. Can, no. can I finish? Can I finish? Can I finish? This is one of those games where, in the first half, the fifteen seed comes out running the guns of the blazing. Mm-hmm. At halftime, the two seed gets it together and they come back and they win. Taking Ric Flair. You saved yourself. But yes, it's Rick Flair. Love Andre, but the dirtiest player in the game takes out his knees. All right, let's move on to the Eric Bischoff bracket. Now, this bracket 
features the Ruthless Aggression Era. We're going, let's see. Oh, I love this bracket. And we're going 0-3-2, it looks like 11. In our number one seed versus number 16, we have John Cena, 2005, versus Chris Masters, 2003. Even if this was the 2003 John Cena, I'm still going with John Cena without any bias. Dan, you agree, right? Uh, wholeheartedly agree. All right, we have... Bobby Lashley, 2007, versus JBL, the wrestling god. God. 2004. Dan, who you like in this one? I'm taking Bobby Lashley. Really? Okay. Yeah. Whoa. I'm that going was... with... Okay, go. Go, Dan. That was, I mean, that probably Bobby Lashley's best year, and I think JBL had better years. And I wasn't a big fan of the 2004 JBL either, so... Well, this was the year JBL was the longest reigning WWF Undisputed Champion. True. And he's the real American hero! Wow. Jaime pulling out all the stops. Who are you going with there, bud? Yeah, I'm going with JBL. That's, like... That JBL... Should have been the JBL earlier on. Like they could, they should have split APA earlier. So it came too late, but better late than never. I'm torn here, but I think Jaime, you made a better point. I think I'm gonna lean toward JBL. But it, it, that's that's an eight nine matchup, and it could have gone either way. I see um, nothing's changed. What's that? Nothing. Uh huh. So I see have... nothing's changed. Yeah. Uh huh. 2003, Batista versus 2004, Eddie Guerrero. And I'm not going to this is... on this one. Yeah, it's Eddie Guerrero. It's Eddie. That's another 5-12 upset. A 5 seed is yet to, to win. A la the NCAA tournament last year as well. I'm telling you, it's crazy. Uh, Y2J, 2005... Versus Brock Lesnar, 2005. We never saw the matchup head-to-head because Lesnar left after a terrible performance at WrestleMania. And this may have been peak Chris Jericho before he got a bit there. So, Dan, who do you have? Lesnar or Jericho? Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm taking Lesnar here. Really? After what happened at WrestleMania? Being booed yes. off the stage. I mean, it's still like it's still the beast. Fair enough. The next big thing. I don't think he was the beast by then, but he would have become I'm... the next big cut for the Minnesota Vikings before going to the UFC. Jaime, who do you have? I'm going with Chris Jericho here. I agree with Dan. It's got to be Lesnar. I think for as mm. bad as he was, he was as dominant as he was. And the fans weren't going to give him a fair shot at Manny anyway because he was going up against Goldberg. And let's be honest, Goldberg at Manny is not, not good. But hey, in yeah. two weeks we get to see it again. Yeah. 2003, Kurt Angle versus 2011, Ray Ray Mysterio. Who do you got? Daniel. I got Mysterio here. Is this, is this a dark horse for match of the tournament? Yes, it is. Mm, yeah. For sure. This is, I mean, this is one of the toughest ones, but I just think, I think 2011 Ray, man, that was one of his biggest runs. That's one of the best years of his career, and uh, he was at the top of his game then. And I think this is another one of those seeding issues. Jaime, who do you got? I'm going with the 2003 Kurt Angle because that's the best version of Kurt Angle, WWE-wise. Even over... The, the versions he had back when he had hair. This is, Well, this was the year he lost his hair. But one thing you have to remember, Angle launched John Cena in 2003 with the whole ruthless aggression spot. But... Yeah. Rey yeah, Mysterio, they had a good feud. Rey Mysterio holding the belt at Mania. Tribute to Eddie. That, that moment right there gives it to Ray Ray. The 11th seed moves on. Edge, circa 2010 versus CM Punk, 2011. Oh. 
So rated R superstar versus the pipe bomb. I don't even want to go. Like I, because I mean, I'm going with the pipe bomb. As much as you're gonna hate me for that, because I have a feeling Edge is moving on. But I may. Who do you have? I'm going with Edge here because you know the best CM Punk isn't the 2011; it's the 2012 CM Punk. Hot take on that one, and you're wrong. Dan's right, and let me tell you why. Oh, wow, I'm surprised. Well, okay, so I was in high school when this happened. Or wait, was I? No. No, I was in the Marine Corps when this happened. When he gave the pipe bomb. All right? And I had people I had to talk to since high school message me on Facebook talking about this that I didn't even know were wrestling fans. That's how big the pipe bomb was. Edge is great, and I love him, and... He's one of my favorites of all time, but the pipe bomb was unparalleled. Punk moves on. Uh, okay, so we're moving to the last two matchups. We have Chris Benoit, 2004, versus Christian, 2008. One more match, Christian, versus pre-psychotic Chris Benoit. Now remember, this is also the year that him and Eddie had the celebration at Mania, where they crowned the little guy's time. In the WWE. Dan, who you got? Benoit. Benoit? Benoit. Uh, um, I'm, go- I'm going with um, Christian here, and let me explain for a bit. Uh, Christian had a good year in 2008, like the entire year. He was just, you know, having a good year. But Benoit, after he lost that belt to Orton in the same year, never really recovered after that. Now, the WrestleMania moment trumps Christian's one more match clue that I actually had a t-shirt of. Yeah, let's move on from that. RVD 2007 versus Randy Orton 2009 to conclude the Eric Bischoff bracket. Dan, go. I'm the whole effing show. Really? Yes. Jaime, who do you have? I think 2010 Orton was better, and I think 2007 Van Dam was probably Van Dam's best year. Well, remember, that is the year he won the WWE Undisputed Championship and turned it into the ECW Championship at the second one-night stand. Jaime, who do you have? I agree with Dan. RVD takes this because 2009 Orton is the legacy Orton. That is true. Uh, by the way, that was a 15-2 seed upset. So, I'm surprised again, you're not arguing with us on this one. I mean, well, obviously, I, I know it doesn't matter, but... I agree. Like, I, 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 I saw the way the seeding wound up, and I was like, all right. There's going to be our big upset. All right, let's move on to the Paul Heyman bracket to finish out round number one. Bray Wyatt, the number one seed. Now, these are current wrestlers as they appear on Monday or Friday or Wednesday night. I hate this. I wish you would have gave yours. It's 2020. It's the year 2020. I know, but I I don't like it. Bray Wyatt versus Kurt Hawkins. Do I I even got to ask you to? No, I don't even know why Kurt Hawkins is doing this. Because I needed a 16 seed. Um, AJ Styles, Kofi Kingston, Jaime, go. I'm still going with AJ here because okay, well, um, that's fine. I like I'm I'm a fan of the OC over the new day. Fair enough, Danny. Uh, AJ. Fair enough. Roman Reigns versus. Are you ready for this one? Kenny Omega. <laughs> There's not gonna be a five twelve upset here. You're going with Roman. Roman. Daniel. This is why I hate this. Because this is one of those situations to where if we're looking at just from January on, it's Roman. But if we're looking over the last calendar year from March to March, it's it's hands down Kenny. January on, brother. I mean, if January one, I just gave you my answer. It's Roman. I mean, Roman's going on wrestle. Roman's going to wrestle for the title at Mania, and Kenny's a tag champion. But March to March, it'd be Kenny. All right, MJF 
and this just, I didn't make it this way on purpose. It's just how it wound up. MJF versus Cody Rhodes. God, MJF. I'm going with MJF. Like, Cody Rhodes, what? this is the Cody Rhodes that we should... You know, let me explain first. Like, this is the Cody Rhodes that we should have gotten in the WWE. We already know that Cody, that is Cody, but for MJF, he still has a lot more to offer. MJF is one of the hottest rising stars as a heel right, right. now. And Cody yeah. is Cody is such a babyface right now that he is such a fan favorite that it doesn't matter how much he loses right now, he is going to continuously to be over. And him putting over MJF made MJF by far beat him in this bracket. I am genuinely shocked. All right, John Moxley versus Drew McIntyre. Uh, this is Drew McIntyre. I completely disagree. This is 100% John Moxley because we are not at Mania yet and McIntyre has not won the title. So it, up to this point, this is where you have to look at just like the Roman and Kenny situation. This is 100% John Moxley. He is the face of AEW right now. Drew McIntyre is on his way to being the face of WWE, but he is not the face of WWE yet. 100% John Moxley. I agree with you, Dan. Three seed moves on. All right. The Miz versus Samoa Joe. And I think we're going to make a, our first change as we're going to scratch Joe for injury reasons, obviously, and put in Adam Cole. So The Miz versus Adam Cole. Who you got, boys? Adam Cole, baby. Baby. I figured that was going to happen. This bracket was created in January, by the way, with the intent of going January to January in 2019. And then, you know, back when Joe was relevant. So that's why he's on this list. He just made that change. All right, Daniel Bryan versus Dolph Ziggler. Who do we got? Daniel. I'm going with Daniel Bryan here. Yeah, it's D-Bryan. Okay, all right. No discussion needed. And our last matchup, second seed, any guesses? Second seed? Um, he's probably a messiah. Yes, that is correct. It's the messiah versus Buddha. <laughs> going with the messiah. Well, versus yeah. another messiah, I guess, as he... Maharaja, Messiah versus (laughs) Maharaja. There it is. That's what we were going for. Yes. And who you got there, guys? Dan, you're going Messiah. You know I'm going with Rollins. It's not even a question. All right, we're gonna take a break right now and give you guys, give you two, a little chance to rip me apart. Who did I leave out? So I am going to talk about this Paul Heyman region for a second. I figured you would. How do you leave out someone along the lines of a Ciampa or a Gargano when they are two of the hottest wrestlers right now? How do you leave out? Man, I don't even know where else to go. Like, I'm just looking at this, and I'm just like, you have people in there like Kurt Hawkins and Ginger Mahal and Dolph Ziggler. Like, you have in such these irrelevant guys, and, like, you leave out all these stars. You, You leave out Dream. You left out Ricochet. Ricochet had a good beginning of the year. Like, I, I, I don't know. Hi, mate. Who did I leave out? Uh, Dan mentioned it, but I think Keith Lee could have made a good dark horse here as well. Absolutely. Keith Lee. I am disappointed in both of you because I purposely left out Macho Man Randy Savage as a test for both of you. Neither of you two got it. Your disappointments to us all, and you should seriously think about Harry carrying yourself. You, um, you are the bigger disappointment because you're the one that made the bracket. Oh yeah. That's right. All right, let's move on. Second round. What bracket do you guys want to go to first? Uh, let's work backwards. Let's go. All right, Paul is Bray Wyatt versus AJ Styles. Who you got, boys? Um, going with uh, Bray. Bray has to go over here. Ooh. If it's ah, God, this is such a tough one. 
because Bray lost the belt in this time span. And AJ has built probably one of, at least for me, one of the better feuds that I've wanted to see, which is him and Taker. So I'm going to go AJ and make Ed the decision maker here. I, you can't go against Bray Wyatt with what his character has done. Just in the last three months, in the last three years, he's been the best wrestling yeah. character on television. Yeah. Bray, Bray Wyatt. Wyatt is one of the living proof that you do not have to, you know, you don't have to get overseen it to be relevant. Hey, I'm not going to argue with you guys at all. I mean, it was a tough one. I wanted to go AJ to make Ed the, the, the tiebreaker. Okay, Roman Reigns versus MJF. This is where I feel like it's going to be another split. I'm going to take MJF. Like I said in the oh. last one, one of the hottest rising, mm-hmm. one of the hottest rising heels in professional wrestling, extremely young will be the AEW champion soon. I know it's current and only up to what he's done this point, but every promo he cuts, you can't help but hate him. Okay. I, I I think I'm going I'm going with Roman here because even if you put MJF in the same promotion as Roman and you use their current characters, it's just just can't be MJF that goes over that feud. I like Jaime's reasoning here. Roman moves. All right. Ah, no, hold on, hold on. I think you're completely wrong because MJF's character. Hold on, Ed. Let me give me a chance to rebuttal and change your mind. Fine, go ahead. Because MJF's character right now, if you put that character in the WWE with the "I'm better than you" and you know it, he almost gets the same type of reaction and the same type of hate as Seth Rollins and the Monday Night Messiah with with that whole heel figure. But I think MJF could do it even better because of how young he young he is and how cocky he portrays himself yeah but we're talking about who wins the feud well then you put roman in aew instead of putting him in wwe and i think mjf wins that feud because the heels go over a little bit more in there to where in wwe the faces go over more that's a good point dan yeah that's a good point well, all right, I'm changing it then. I ha- I had Roman in, but damn it, Daniel. Yeah, it's hard to disagree. All right, uh, John Moxley versus Adam Cole, baby. Who you got? I got Mox. Really? Uh, yeah. I think if Dan, I think Dan's going with John Moxley here because. He's using the same argument as he used with the Roman MJF. But here's the thing. Even if you take Adam Cole to AEW, you're still going to go Adam Cole here. Well, so here's my thought process on going Mox. Moxley is not in his faction. He is a standalone guy. He has basically built himself up, in a sense, in AEW to where Cole... I mean, I might actually change my own mind when I continue the statement but cole is the longest reigning nxt champion he has the undisputed era behind him but he's not in the best feud right now in nxt the best feud in nxt right now is to, is champa gargano oh easily yes but i'll tell you what i'm gonna give i i'm gonna arbitrarily make this i don't care what either of you two say it's adam cole and there's one reason and one reason alone Cole's more talented. Hands down, that's it. Cole's more talented than John Moxley. He moves on. I mean, I, like I said, that, that was a toss-up for me. I just, I, I can't argue with you either way. Like, if you would have went with me, I don't think Jaime would have argued, and vice versa. Okay, we have right here in the second round a potential WrestleMania main event Beautiful, could go down as one of the best matches of all time. Daniel Bryan versus Seth Rollins. Jaime, give me the winner. I'm going with Seth Rollins here. Daniel? I can't argue with him. It's Seth Rollins. Yeah, like the only reason <coughs> Debra is going to go over here is because of the underdog thing. Right. Seth Ryan is, I mean, look, Seth Rollins. But overall, um, it's Seth. Seth. Seth Rollins is by far the best heel in WWE right now. Agreed. 
We went with the yeah. new. Let's go back to the old. Hulk Hogan takes on Nature Boy, Buddy Rogers. 1-8, Dan. Hogan? Uh, Hogan, easily. All right. Jaime? Hogan. There we go. Hogan. 12-4 matchup, Jaime. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat versus Bruno Sammartino. As good as Ricky's, Ricky is, I'm still going with Bruno here. Daniel, agree, disagree? I'm going with Bruno. All right. Luthez, 1953 versus Dustin Rhodes, 1982. Daniel. Dustin Rhodes, baby. Okay. Jaime. I'm still going with Luthez here. I'm going with the man from my hometown, Luthez. I, I mean, I, I knew I was going to be. Yeah, you were going to lose that one, Dan. I mean, it's yeah. just the way it is. All right. Number two seed. Rick Flair versus number seven seed Ron Simmons. Uh, yes. Hands down, Flair. Flair. No questions. Boy, what a shock. A white guy from a southern state beats up a black guy. When you say it like that, you wonder why we're not on air anymore. <laughs> it's all good, then. Uh, all right, let's go to the Eric Bischoff bracket. John Cena, the number one seed, 2005, versus... JBL 2004. We know how this one plays out. We have seen this particular match. Yeah. Uh, John Cena. That's Cena. That's Cena. It actually happened. Yeah, and Cena took down the wrestling god. Number 12 seed, Eddie Guerrero. Eddie Guerrero 2004. Versus Brock Lesnar, 2005. Another match we have already seen. Yeah, Eddie. Eddie. That's a 12 seed moving on. Let's see. We have the number 14 seed, Rey Mysterio, versus number 11 seed, CM Punk. Both from 2011 in a match we should have seen but did not. Daniel, who do you have? Punk. Hi, man. Uh, this is 2011, so it's punk. It's if it were 2009, it's something we would have seen already, but this is 2011, <laughs> so punk. All right, and then we have our last matchup of the second of the yes yeah, second round. Our yeah, it's number seven seed Chris Benoit 2004 versus number 15 seed RVD 2007. ECW roots run heavy here, boys. Who do we got? I'm going RVD. Am uh, I'm going RVD here. I, that that RVD ECW title promo was probably one of the best promos of I'd say the 2006 to 2009 era. I'll say I'll tell you what I thought his better promo was when he had his knee surgery at the original One Night Stand. Where he yes. Was talking about yes. Oh yeah. It's more than missing Wrestle freaking Mania. And he pulled out RVD 420 means I just smoked your ass. That was beautiful. All right. Last bit of the second round. We're in the Vince McMahon bracket. Stone Cold Steve Austin, the number one seed overall in the entire tournament. 1998 takes on Kevin Nash, 1998. Opposite ends of the Monday Night War. Danny, who do you have? Stone Cold. Austin. All right, number one seed moves on. As of right now, all number one seeds still alive. Number 12 seed, Mankind, 1998, takes on Sting, 1997. Asses in seats, or butts in seats, excuse me, versus the Icon. Uh, it's it's Mankind for me. Really? Fine, yeah. Man. Yeah, still mankind. Mankind. I would have argued against you two, but my vote does not matter. It doesn't matter what you would have argued. It's very true. Uh, Goldberg, 2000 versus Triple H, 2000. Another opposite end of the Monday Night War spectrum. By this time, Triple H had not blown out his quads. Monday Night Raw was heavily in the lead, and Goldberg was contemplating retirement. It's, yeah, trips. That, it's, it's trips. It's trips. Ah, 
I would have once again argued with Goldberg just for how hot he was. But all right, let's move on. Last match of the second round, Shane Douglas, 1994, versus The Rock, 1999. Rock. I say, is this an argument, Dan? This is an argument. It is? Yes. I'm going to make you be the deal breaker here. Because you think of what, once again, this kind of goes back to what I said about RVD. That was one of the best promos at that point in time. It might have been the best promo in wrestling. And right. Shane Douglas has a huge, has a true argument here against The Rock from '99. Right, but you look at the you look at the year 1994. What was it four for Shane Douglas? One good promo, one iconic moment. You look at what The Rock did in '99. Every week was an uh, was a great promo. He may not have had a 99 promo and a 99 moment, but it was solid, 85, 90. But what makes wrestling those moments, those one thing that sticks out? What is that one thing that sticks out to you from The Rock in 99 besides it being just a great overall year, right? No, no, I see your point. I see your point. Name me one Shane Douglas trademark phrase. Besides the point. How many Shane Douglas t-shirts did you see in high school? I mean... How much Shane Douglas merchandise did you ever see? How many people go and buy video games to play as Shane Douglas? How many people cosplay as Shane Douglas? I I, I get you. I, I get what you're saying. But if we're... 99 was the year of The Rock, man. It's yeah. The, it's The Rock. Okay. That That's concludes fine. our second round, fellas. I was giving you something to... to I was just giving you something so it wasn't boring. All right, so we're going on. That's our Sweet 16. Let's move on to the Elite Eight. Danny, you picked last time. Jaime, where do you want to go first? Uh, let's go Eric Bischoff. All right, that is the Ruthless Aggression Bracket. And we have John Cena, 2005, versus what a matchup, Eddie Guerrero, 2004. Since Jaime picked, Danny, give me your, give me your answer. Cena. Fair enough, I may. Yeah, this is still Cena. I thought I would get some pushback on this, but I it's 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 agreement. All right, number eleven seed Rey Mysterio versus number fifteen seed Rob Van Dam. Hi, May. Who do you have? Um, going RVD here. Oh, fair enough. Daniel. I'm going RVD as well. Ooh, 15 seed Cinderella story going all the way back. All right, let's go to the Paul Heyman bracket. Bray Wyatt, the number one seed versus number 13 seed MJF. Does the Cinderella story end here, Daniel? No, MJF. You still have MJF. I do. I'm going Bray Wyatt here. Bray Wyatt is still a heel. Bray Wyatt lost his biggest matchup so far in 2020. MJF won his. Who is a bigger heel? But it's not like it hurt Bray Wyatt's year. Bray Wyatt's still having a good year despite losing the belt. But what you have to look at is the way the companies look at these guys. Bray, they took the belt off Bray Wyatt to put it on, to put it on Goldberg, because in my opinion, by them doing that, shows that they don't think Bray Wyatt can sell out and main event a WrestleMania. Yes, they put him up against Cena, but they put him up against a part-timer. It's still the biggest name in professional wrestling. John Might Cena. be the biggest name in professional wrestling, but yeah. you look at what they did, they did not leave the title on him. Dude, you can't take what happens, especially at this year's WrestleMania, more than any other year's WrestleMania, as anything more than what it is at face value. There's going to be no fans in there. They are strictly trying to use names to pull people in to watch it. This match was made before that announcement was made. So you can't argue that. Brother. You can't they, You can't argue that. They saw the writing on the wall. No. No, they didn't. Because this match was made well before any state was put on lockdown or anything along it's those lines. It's not before it was put on lockdown. But there were people clamoring for the death of WrestleMania in Tampa Bay long, long before any of these matches were even made. No, I completely disagree. I, st- I think it's Bray because he's just a better character. 
And he's likely going over That's Cena. True. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't see... As much as the AEW is doing things right, and they're doing a lot of things right, they're doing a lot of things wrong, too. But they're doing a lot of things right. I don't think they're looking at MJF as the face of that company. They absolutely have. They have all made statements that he's the face of the company moving forward. When you think of AEW, you think of Cody Rhodes. You think no. of John Moxley. I think of Moxley. And Le Champion. Yeah, you, Chris Jericho. You do not think of MJF. If you read the interviews that they have done on... Yeah, and Vince McMahon can say anything he wants to, too, but just because the boss says something doesn't make it real. Mm, completely yeah. disagree. Either way, I mean, it, it, it doesn't. I was outvoted, so it doesn't matter, but I completely disagree with you on your stance on MJF in AEW. Bray Wyatt moves on. Adam Cole, the number 11 seed, versus Seth Rollins, the number 2 seed. Daniel. Uh, this is Rollins, hands down. The I'm going with... I'm going with Adam Cole here because current Adam Cole versus the Monday Night Messiah. I think the current Adam Cole has a lot more to offer moving forward, at least for the next few months. Yeah, but I don't because he drops the belt. Here's the thing: it's NXT versus Monday Night Raw, and where the big boys play is a lot better than where the, you know, where the workouts happen. Yeah, and the thing is, if, if Adam Cole drops the belt, the Undisputed Era is most likely going to debut on the main roster. And they should have done that at least last year. All right, let's move on. Sam Muchnick bracket, we have all top four seeds still in play. Hulk Hogan, 1985, takes on Bruno San Martino, 1964, in a dream matchup that goes back to the early days of the WWWF. <laughs> Daniel, Hulk Hogan, and all of his Hulkamaniacs, brother, take on Bruno San Martino, the common working man of the Bronx. Who do you it's have? It's Hulk Hogan. <coughs> it's Hulk Hogan. I'm going with Bruno here because if it's going to be Bruno versus Hogan, like Bruno will look like the underdog that people root for. It's not that Hogan's going to be the bad guy here. Wrestling-wise, at least. But I think Bruno's going to look like an underdog here that people would want to root for. So I'm going with Bruno here. I can see where you think that. But I think Hogan's star power would overshadow Bruno, the love people have for Bruno. I'm going to go with Hogan. All right. Ric Flair, 1987 versus Luthez, 1953. You have the That's common. Tough. You have the common, the working man, the the heart and soul of the NWA versus the man who saved the NWA and kept it alive. Jaime, Flair says go. Uh, Flair. Daniel? Says. Why? Like you said, 53 was the year he won the title. He was the man. He was the one, the only guy that drove that business for the next seven years. I mean, you do have the longest reigning NWA champion versus the man, the 16-time world champion. I'm torn here, fellas. And that's another reason why, because I wanted to make you decide. I'm going to go Ric Flair, I think. This is one of those triple overtime classics there, Dan. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, for sure. Like a buzzer beater in the third overtime where the guy gets fouled, the shot gets missed, he has to make two free throws, he makes one, they come down to the third one, it hits the rim, it sits, it sits, it finally falls in. It, it, it was a classic. All right. So the top two seeds in both the Heyman bracket and the Muchnick bracket move on. Let's go to the Vince McMahon bracket. Stone Cold Steve Austin, 1998 versus Mankind. 1998. Important thing to remember here, the whole reason Mankind won the belt was because Stone Cold came in with a steel chair. Does that influence your decision, Daniel? No. Who do you have? Stone Cold. I may. I still have Stone Cold here. Good answer, gentlemen. All right. 
All four number one seeds are still alive going into the Elite Eight. We have The Rock, circa 1999 versus Triple H, 2000. We've seen this before too, fellas. Jaime, who do you have? I'm going with Triple H here. Ooh, Daniel. Triple H. Oh, what? All right, fair enough. That's that's a shocking upset in my book. All right, so our Elite Eight is as follows. Stone Cold Steve Austin, 1998. Triple H, 2000. Hulk Hogan, 1985. Ric Flair, 1987. Seth Rollins, 2020. Bray Wyatt, 2020. RVD, 2007. And John Cena, 2005. Are we ready to go to the Final Four, fellas? Yeah. Oh, Let's do yes. it. Daniel, which matchup do you want to see first? Let's go back to this Heyman bracket. All right. That would be Bray Wyatt, Seth Rollins. Who do you got? Dan. Seth Rollins. Fair enough. I may. Yeah, no debate. I'm going to Rollins here. Seth Rollins is in the final four. All right, Jaime, your matchup: Hulk Hogan versus Ric Flair in a Ooh, this is... matchup. Not This is not what we've already seen. This is both men. Yeah, their problem. True. Yeah, uh, this is a classic face versus heel, regardless of what era. But this is the part where the heel has to go over. So I'm going to Flair. Daniel, agree, disagree? Flair. Fair enough. Both number one seeds fall. All right, Daniel, this one's for you. RVD, 2007. John Cena, 2005. Now, remember, RVD beat John Cena in 2007 to become the new ECW champion and the WWE undisputed champion. And this is where I go with RVD, and I'm not giving an explanation because I don't need one. Okay. Hi, May. I'm going with John Cena here because the best is yet to come. Like, moving forward after that RVD feud, there's still some left for John Cena. So I have to go with Cena here. Okay. Dan, you sure you don't want to defend yourself here? I mean, there's not much to defend. RVD in 2007 was the whole effing show. He was the guy. For that lackluster opinion, John Cena moves on. Stone Cold Steve Austin, 1998 versus Triple H, 2000. Dan, this one's for you. Trips. Explain. I mean, Trips in 2000 was, once again, the man. He was the guy that carried the show on the back, in my opinion. He was the one. He's the only. And I still think The Rock had a better year than 99. I mean, it isn't The Rock. It's Stone Cold, dude. You're right. I was reading the bracket wrong. Um, okay. For me, I'm, gonna, I'm still going with... I'm, 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 I'm still going to go with Trip. Actually, no. I'm going to go with Austin. It's 100% Austin. Austin 98 was probably the reason why the WWF QRST survived. Fair enough. All right. Jaime, who do you have? Austin. No doubt, Austin. No explanation required. All right, gentlemen. Two number one seeds versus two number two seeds. Our final four is Cena, Austin, Flair, Rollins. It's a pretty damn good bracket, boys. All right. Stone Cold Steve Austin, 1998. John Cena, 2005. Damn. Do I know which way you're going with this? Which way do you think I'm going with this? I think you're going to go with Austin. Yeah, you're right. 100%. (laughs) All right. This is still Austin. Fair enough. Sorry, Cena. Jaime, Seth Rollins, Ric Flair. Who do you have? Oh, heel versus heel. But, yeah. Rick, 
Ric Flair is a stronger heel than like the 1987 Flair is a stronger heel than the current Seth Rollins. That's that. And he's the dirtiest player in the game. If Rollins can play dirty, that 1987 Flair can play dirtier. Okay, Daniel, do you agree? I'm going with no. I'm going with Rollins. You're wrong. And Jaime told you why. Are you serious? I mean, Ric Flair's the best heel ever, dude. Like, come on. Use your head. You're just trolling. All right. Third place match to determine the bronze medal. John Cena, 2005. Seth Rollins, 2020. Daniel, who do you have? Seth Rollins. Are you doing this to troll? You're actually going to put forth the... I mean, I think Seth Rollins right now is like... I think Seth Rollins is probably top three heel in wrestling right now. Like, through every single brand. I think he is the one that really does carry Monday Night Raw to a point, considering there is no major title in there, because who knows when Brock's going to show up. And I think just what he's doing as a heel is, by far, hands down, the best heel work we've seen from anyone of his caliber in the last year and a half. Fair enough. Jaime, would you like to rebuttal? Rebut? Yeah, Cena Rollins. Yeah, because 2005 Cena is going, like, let's say the current Rollins that relies a lot on, you know, his, what do you call his, you know, followers. Uh, the current Rollins is good as a heel. He is. Those are the types that the 2005 Cena gets over, overcomes. So you're going with Cena. No, it's Rollins. Okay. For everything Dan said and more. All right. Our championship bracket, gentlemen. Our championship bracket, two. We have a number one seed in Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Rick Flair. Our number two seed. Austin going with Going with Austin. Can I even make the build up or are you just going to cut me off? I'm just going to cut you off because Austin 98 probably should win this whole thing hands down. He was the number one seed overall. Jaime, who do you have since Dan doesn't believe in pop in circumstance? I'm going to have to go with Flair here, actually. State your case. Well, Austin carried the 98 Austin carried the the promotion and the attitude era, but Ric Flair was carrying wrestling around that time through heel work. Okay. So it all comes down to what I want. And that's why we have the show because this is all about what I want because I run the show. You both have made some excellent points tonight and I appreciate all of your input. You guys have, have once again shown how you love professional wrestling and why I love both of you deeply. But who do I pick? Dan or Jaime? Austin or Flair? My childhood versus the history. Two of the best ever. Two of the best on the mic ever. Two of the best wrestlers ever. Dan. Have we ever seen a tie in the NCAA tournament? No. And there can't be a tie here. I can't have, like, Randy Savage come in and drop an elbow off the top rope while Flair's giving the figure four and and have, like, a double disqualification or something? No. Stone Cold Steve Austin is the winner. Smart man. I, I, I can't get around it. I love Rick Flair to death. He's my favorite wrestler of all time. But Austin was just so hot. Austin never wrestled in front of 12,000 people on a pay-per-view. He wrestled in front of 30,000 people on a pay-per-view. All right, so that concludes our professional wrestling bracket with our champion, 1998 Stone Cold Steve Austin. Gentlemen, we're going to end this show how we end every other show, and that's a little bit of bragging about ourselves. Daniel, do you want to talk about yourself for a little bit, or you just got nothing going on? Nah, man, I really don't have anything going on right now. I do appreciate the offer, um, but I just... I don't have anything going on of significance. I'm kind of just trying to figure things out. So, fair enough. Hi, May. Can I yeah, some all three, good all, vibes your all, way? 
Yeah, all three of us met writing for a certain website. So yeah, I've continued writing, so I'm still writing. And it's been working out for me. Like I've get, been getting good clients out of my portfolio. And I'm about to hire my first employee. So Check Jaime out with, the, with his big bad self. All right, guys. Um, I ain't really got much going on either. We're trying to refire this thing. Um, next time you hear from us, it'll be just Dan and I, and we still have to hammer out details on this, but we are going to give a top 12 list of the greatest baseball teams of all time, and then I'm going to run them through my simulator to crown the best baseball team of all time. I'm going to give Dan the stats. We're going to get his commentary on it, and that'll be our next show on the Caps Locks and Chair Shots podcast. We thank you all for listening, and as always, if you are not down with us, Dan has two words for you. Keep listening. <laughs>